You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Listening to Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM. Mark Teresi here sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz. And we have a wonderful show today, our first half of our show. Um, We're going to be talking to Father Mark Smolka, who is a colleague of mine at Holy Name Cathedral. He's head of the Polish Chicago, the Chicago Polish Ministry, and he's also an associate head of liturgy, all the beautiful liturgies and special um, prayer sessions services you see at Cathedral. He's the mastermind behind all that, makes sure everything runs well. Since Father Greg, his boss, and his, I guess you would say, you're not, not his roommate, but his boss, he lives with Father Greg, we can get a little dirt on Father Greg and what is he really like uh, to live with. So welcome, Father Marek. Uh, thank you. It's a very uh, good to be here t- this morning, early morning, uh, and of course, without Father Greg, so I don't know how we can handle that. <laughs> but hopefully, he's he's he is listening to us, and then we really can talk about him. Exactly. I wonder if he's awake yet, Father Greg. If you're there, call in to three one two two five five eight four zero eight. Father Mark, tell us a little bit about your history. Um, how did you, how did you come to be a priest here in the Archdiocese of Chicago? Well, it was a very nice, interesting journey. Uh, my parents and I, we came to the United States in 2000. Uh, my parents decided to come here to Chicago. Uh, it's just because all of the family was moving and because some of the economics in Poland. And I'm supposed to be only here for three months, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's 20 years already uh, being <laughs> in this country. So a long three months. Yes, but it's a great joy uh, uh, to be here. My journey to the priesthood started when I was, uh, of course, the altar server. Everything started when you were a little boy uh, watching a priest, what priest, what each priest is doing, especially celebrating Mass. What was uh, your parish like in Poland? Just describe it for our folks. It was very vibrant. We were very vibrant. I was very involved with uh, with the youth program. Uh, with the with, uh, with with the parish, uh, but also we have uh, many different activities for 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 poor for all those who uh, really need help. But most in, importantly, I mean the the youth emphasis in my parish. It was very important for my pastor uh, to make sure in the future uh, we as a young people can 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 pick the road. Mm-hmm. And and he's always grateful uh, that that the Lord really called me to the priesthood. Uh, and here I am being ordained sixth year, uh, sixth year this year, uh, in May. So it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Of course, our journey is not always a blessing because we have bumps here and there. But my journey to the priesthood started, as I mentioned, uh, when I was uh, the the altar server. Also later got involved with the youth youth ministry, uh, being a lector. And then later on, when we moved here to to United States, I was kind of like a felt alone. I didn't know what to do in the life. Mm-hmm. So of course I explored the life, if I can say that. Uh, work in a grocery store, work in an office, and then later uh, I went to a retreat at Mundelein. 
uh, the discernment retreat, and this is what I really find out the calling that the the Lord is really really calling me into the priesthood. And what was your Mundelein experience like? I was at Mundelein for 15 years uh, doing institutional advancement. I love the place. Oh, we know that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, what was your experience? My experience was good at Mundelein. What was your experience like? It was good. I mean, Mundelein is going going through uh, changes, meaning that the two rectors uh, when I was there, mm-hmm. but it was it's just great, uh, great start. Uh, but also, uh, I was able to to discover more calling to the priesthood there through the academics, through to any of the spiritual works, uh, but as well the programs that the Mundelein offers. So it was a very, very uh, helpful and great experience for me. And then maybe a shout out to the folks in your first assignment, St. Francis Borgia. Was that your first assignment? That's right. You want to talk to folks uh, who are listening from Francis about how wonderful an assignment that was? Uh, it was. As as you can always say, that your first assignment is like your first love. So mm-hmm. all the all the people who really fell in love with me and I fell in love with them, it was it was it was great. It was great. And I still I still uh, visit some of the families. Uh, go back. Occasionally, not every 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 Sunday, but occasionally I do see some people there. Now you were an associate there. What were your responsibilities there? So as an associate, I was in charge of of liturgy. Uh, also, a Father Rich uh, Milek, who was my pastor, a great friend of mine too. So g- g- greetings to him if he if he's listening to this radio. Uh, he also put me in charge of youth uh, uh, in a parish, al- al- altar server ministry, but also I was involved with the school as well. So I was all over, as as usual, the associate, all over. Wasn't he the head of Abramovich House at one point? Yes. He, w- he was the founder of Bishop Abramovich House. Oh, he House. was. Okay. Yes. As I remember being at a meeting with Father John Canary and Father Rich, uh, they talked about building a board and yep. and, and making that happen. So now, and then you ended up. How did you end up at Holy Name Cathedral? God only knows how I ended up in the Holy <laughs> Name Cathedral. It was one, the it was one afternoon that I got a phone call from from the priest placement board, and they mentioned that uh, that uh, that Cardinal wants me to come to the cathedral, and I said, No, I'm not worthy. I'm not coming. Uh, however, it was in, I was in. You the said time, that to who? Uh, to one of the priests and placement board. <laughs> yeah, not the cardinal. No, you no. don't want to say no to the cardinal. <laughs> uh, so uh, that phone call really, really changed uh, everything. I went on a retreat and prayed about, and I said, "This is really what God wants me to 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 go to the Holy Name. Uh, I will accept that the assignment, uh, but also I want to be obedient to the cardinal." So I said yes. So before we get into the um, the Polish ministry that you're involved in, tell folks a little bit about what's going on in Holy Name, and maybe touch a little bit on um, the coronavirus and what what we're doing there at Cathedral. Well, Cathedral is very busy, a very uh, vibrant parish as well. We are doing very uh, different activities. Uh, as Mark mentioned, I am in charge of liturgy, so we do have a lot of liturgical events, a lot of trainings that we have to minister, minister and form new ministers so they can serve at the Masses. Uh, also, when it comes to the coronavirus, I mean, we are really uh, careful, meaning we really want to uh, make sure that our parishioners, visitors, and most importantly, are safe. Uh, so we do everything that uh, in line with the archdiocese, uh, with, with, with all the washing of the hands and no sign of peace and, and communion on the hand. Uh, we do that, and we want to make sure that when the people come to the cathedral, they are safe. And I think they are safe. Uh, we do everything, all the all the important steps every day. We, we want to make sure everybody's safe. So if you want to come to the cathedral, come. Uh, 
will not be able to shake the hands, uh, but you still uh, be safe and be, be able to pray. Now, besides working with me, what's your favorite thing about being at the cathedral? I was just going to, oh, I, I was waiting for the question, what's the favorite things about you? But we're not going to go there. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's just the people. Every weekend we do meet different uh, type of people. Of course, when you are in, in the little parish, you have the community that you see them every, every Sunday. But here at the cathedral, it's different. Yes, there's a there's a community of people who are coming regularly, but also you are able to meet all the people from all over the world, mm-hmm. and I think that's the blessing because you have the people from from Europe, from from different country. Like a month ago, there was some uh, visitors from uh, from from. Uh, Italy, uh, some of them from Poland as well. So it, it's a blessing to just be with them and those people, especially when they come uh, to celebrate Mass and be there on Sunday. Great. And you're very gracious and friendly. It's good that you're there greeting folks. So I try my best. You do a great job. And we're going to take a little break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago, with Father Mark Smolka. When we come back, we're going to talk about his other full-time job as uh, head of the Chicago Polish Ministry. Please stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes. The 17th Annual Catholic Charities St. Patrick's Day Celebration is the place to be on Thursday, March 12th. Join us from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. at Fitzgerald's on Roosevelt Road in Berwyn. Irish music and dancing, a live auction, a grand raffle, and traditional Irish food and drink are all awaiting you. This fun celebration benefits the New Hope Housing Programs, making permanent housing and self-sufficiency a reality for homeless families. A limited number of sponsorships are still available. Get out your green gear and support Catholic Charities West Regional Services at this happy time of year. For more information, go to www.catholiccharities.net slash St. Pat's or call 708-329-4022. That's www.catholiccharities.net slash St. Pat's or call 708-329-4022. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 Census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared 
with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating and may God bless you and your families. When Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Mark Teresi here sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz. Our telephone number, call-in number is 312-255-8408 with Father Mark Smolka. Uh, in this part of our program, we're going to talk a little bit with Father uh, Mark about his ministry, his second full-time job as the head of the Polish ministry here in Chicago. Father Mark, could you give people just an overview of what does that job entail? And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of the exciting things going on in your ministry. Yes, as you mentioned, it's my second full-time job. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's joyful to work uh, with the Polish community of the Archdiocese. Uh, as Mark mentioned, I am the Cardinal's liaison for Polish ministry of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Uh, and you might ask the question, what does that mean? So every, every time when I go, I, of course, I, I did mention the Cardinal, the events that are happening in the Polonia. So he always either send a little message or, or he's asking me to greet the people. Uh, and I have been doing this uh, for two years uh, already yeah. uh, while having the responsibilities at the cathedral, also uh, being in charge of the Polish ministry. And the Polish ministry, we do have a board uh, that it's include uh, 15 people, uh, meaning uh, people from all over the archdiocese, some of their parishioners, priests, religious, and also some of the people from the big uh, Polish organizations. And we, we do meet every— Like PNA or those kinds of— Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, we do meet uh, at least four to six times uh, a year to just go over uh, uh, you know, what's, what's going on in Polonia, but also plan uh, different events. And our role is to not only to prepare the events, but also uh, that the cardinal and the archdiocese can hear uh, the Polish people of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Um, if they have some concerns, especially with the Renew My Church and with, with everything that uh, that is going on in the world, and sometimes if there's some the difficulties with uh, 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 in in different parishes, or or even have a little chat with the priest, uh, we as the board can and can assist them and help them. Uh, sometimes even go through a difficult uh, situation. If there are some family crises, we try to provide them the resources uh, uh, or try to find some kind of uh, priest or either a doctor or if it's needed any counseling as well uh, we can provide them as, as a board now you have a board how big is your staff uh, it's just myself and Martha <laughs> Martha greetings to Martha from Vicarid one uh, so it's just two of us uh, who who and are how large is the Polish Catholic population here in Chicago? 
Well, the Polish has always said that uh, the Chicago is the second largest city outside of Warsaw. Exactly. Uh, and that is changing because a lot of Poles are going back home. Uh, it's just because um, some of them, they decided to uh, to go back for retirement. But there we don't have uh, more uh, more immigration coming here. It's just because of, you know, they in Europe, uh, they feel it's much better than in here. Mm-hmm. Um, for retirement. For retirement, yeah. Uh, so we don't have a big, a big immigration coming, but there are still first, second, first, second, third, or generation poles here who really feel that uh, they are really connected to, to Poland and to ministry here. Now, give give me your overview. So, first generation, probably very religious. Many of them coming over here suffered through the communist regime mm-hmm. in Poland, so exactly. their faith is very, very prominent in their lives. Now, what about, we always talk about second generation ethnics, you know, Hispanic, Italian, Poland. What what are some of the similarities and what are some of the differences you see? I mean, with the first generation, I mean, they are really, uh, they are very proud who they are. I'm not saying the second and third generations are not, but they're very devoted Catholic, if, if, I, can, if I can say. Uh, they, will, they will attend mass in, in Polish or they will attend different events. But with the second and third generation, they're trying to be, if I can call this word uh, Americanized, meaning mm-hmm. then they will go to masses in Polish or on the big holidays, but also on Sunday they might also go into the English-speaking masses, which mm-hmm. is which is okay. I mean, I remember when I was a catechist when I was in seminary, I was uh, I was teaching uh, second grade, preparing them for first communion, and I told the parents, uh, your child. Uh, first language is English. Second one is Polish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, you say have to— Say that again. That's important for people to hear. So I, I always said that if whoever was born here, their first language is English. Mm-hmm. Polish is the second language. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my English is second and Polish is first. However, for those for those people who were born here, uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because uh, when I was, as I mentioned, the catechist, I always taught them the prayers in English and Polish, mm-hmm. especially the confessions. Uh, the parents always f- were fighting with me of why I'm teaching them uh, confession in English. And I said, well, listen, if you go to Florida, Michigan, whatever, there, there's small a Polish community or there's no Polish community, I want to make sure that the child, uh, if want to receive the sacrament of reconciliation, uh, they can confess in English. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the, the first, the mother was like, oh, I, this is the Polish program. You know, we, we don't want to do anything with English. And I said, well, watch my word. Are you going to come back in a year? And then you, you, you're going to be grateful. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. She came. Uh, she's, she's like, well, I wanted to thank you. We went on a trip to Florida. Uh, it was during the, the holiday, and I really wanted um, my child to go to con- confession. He was able to go in English. And I said, see, that's why we. That's why uh, at, uh, we do have many Polish schools in our uh, archdiocese, and uh, and we do want to make sure that they know prayers both English and Polish. Okay, good. Well, we're going to take a little break and come back. And when we come back, let's talk about what programs you see are very exciting uh, for your Polish ministry, and then also your two generations behind me in terms. So you're young. Let's just put it that way. Yes. And and. Um, I want you to reflect a little bit about people, you know, your generation and how you see church uh, and your faith. So WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. Mark Tracy sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
live in the Southwest suburbs, would you enjoy a wonderful evening out for a great cause? Look no further than the 2020 Helping Hands Dinner on Saturday, March 21st, benefiting Catholic Charities Southwest Regional Services. Spend a delightful evening at the gorgeous Silver Lake Country Club in Orland Park. Enjoy learning more about important social service programs in the Southwest suburbs and some remarkable people who make these programs happen. Try your luck at fantastic auction and raffle prizes and know you are helping Catholic Charities respond to people in need by attending this event. That's Catholic Charities Helping Hands Dinner and Auction on Saturday, March 21st. A limited number of sponsorships are still available. For more information, call 708-430-0428. That's 708-430-0428. Or go online at catholiccharities.net slash helpinghands. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day while giving kids the tools they need to build brighter futures. Hi, I'm Mark Schmelzer from Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Support Mercy Home's March for Kids this month. You can provide kids in crisis with a safe home, healing from trauma, life skills, good education, and career development that will help them become successful, independent adults. Donate today at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Any gift made throughout the month of March will be matched by a generous donor. So your support goes twice as far to help kids when you give through Mercy Homes March for Kids. Donate today or learn more about other ways that you can play a part at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Marie Jokum from The Voice of Charity. In all Catholic Charities programs and services, we try to promote healthy life habits among our clients. This includes our adult clients who are challenged with limitations and cannot be left alone during the day. We invite you to experience our three adult daycare centers and see the positive impact we have on the life of your loved one. At Accolade in Oak Park and at the St. Albi and Ada S. Niles centers in Chicago, you'll find stimulating individualized activities in a safe, protected, inviting atmosphere. We focus on each individual's strengths as each participant comes to enjoy friendships, stay active, and participate in daytime programming that includes breakfast, lunch, and snack. Caregivers and family members get a break while participants are served with compassion, competence, and dignity by staff and volunteers who are trained and experienced in working with adults with special needs. There's a modest daily charge, yet many Medicare Advantage plans include adult daycare coverage. Other discounts also apply. We often hear family members and participants say they wish they had known about Catholic Charities Adult Daycare Centers sooner. To learn more, call 312-655-7470. That's 312-655-7470. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial. Not on your dial. There are no dials anymore in radio, but on your radio. Thank you for listening. We're with Father Mark Smolka. We're talking about the Chicago Polish ministry now. And I asked Father Mark, what, what things are happening in Polish ministry? Give us an overview a little bit and then give us some specific things you want people to know about and be invited to. So uh, as we speak uh, right now, we are in the midst of the Evangelization Congress. Uh, we started this Congress three years ago. An idea of the Congress was to to bring the people together, but also uh, evangelize them. 
and this was uh, this started with the initiative of of the of the Polish Council uh, for the Archdiocese, but also with the Renew My Church uh, program. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we evangelize people, and uh, every year we do have more uh, than three thousand uh, uh, people participate for for two weeks. Where do you hold it? Uh, we hold it in the different parishes around the Archdiocese. Wow. Uh, so we start with the mass. Uh, all the all the uh, all the uh, events are usually started with, with the mass. And and this year we are so blessed to have a three uh, wonderful guests from Poland: Archbishop uh, Grzegorz Rysz, who is the uh, in charge of the new evangelization for the for the uh, bishop in Poland. Uh, also, Father Michał Olszewski, who's with us all. Uh, in Chicago, and we also have a director of Alpha program in Poland, who is, who are doing some uh, interesting wor- workshop uh, today on ev- evangelization. Explain that Alpha program for folks in case they don't know about it. Well, I'm not a sp- I'm not an expert I, at Alpha, but Alpha it's it's kind of like the per- personal encounter with with Jesus, but also you can really more uh, explore your faith, uh, and I think you can do a full program on Alpha. Uh, but it's, a, it's one of the tools for evangelization. That's what we're trying to do in the Polish community, the evangelist people, with the Renew My Church and the reality that we are facing to make sure that they can become uh, the disciple of Jesus, but also that the Word of God can uh, can be here and can be preached to them. And and with this conference, uh, last year we have more than uh, 10,000 people uh, participating wow. with different uh, events. And this year, due to the coronavirus, uh, we do have to cancel one of our events that's supposed to happen this uh, this Saturday at St. Uh, Ladislav Parish with the youth gathering. Uh, gathering. Uh, as of yesterday, uh, I have a thousand uh, young people coming to this event, but because of the safety, uh, we decided to cancel. And also our Archbishop is going back to Poland today. Could, could you explain that one more time and highlight it so people understand don't come to St. Ladislav. Yes, don't come to St. Ladislav this Saturday. It's because the event is canceled due to the safety. And and the last event that we will hold is Friday, uh, Outdoor Station of the Cross at St. Fabian in Bridgefield. And this will be the last event, the big event uh, for this Congress. Do you um, have that address where St. Fabian's is? It's on 83rd Street and I believe in, in Okito okay. uh, in Bridgefield. Uh, if you are in the, from suburbs, especially the south side, uh, come uh, and we will pray together the Stations of the Cross, and especially we will offer uh, for all those who are sick and who are affected by the, by the virus. Now, what's your contact info if people want to learn more about that event, the Stations of the Cross? Where do Who do they contact? Cathedral. Okay, your cell phone number is? No, it's not <laughs> happening. You're not going to get my cell phone. The Cathedral number, 312 uh, seven eight seven eight zero four zero, and that's that's kind of my office too so for ask, the cathedral. So I ask for Far- Father Mark Smolka and, and the number again three one two seven eight seven eight zero four zero. Good. And what else is happening? Uh, as of now, uh, we, we we do have to postpone some of the events, but in May, uh, May eighth, we will be celebrating the hundred. Uh, birthday of John Paul II. Uh, he's a big hero for Polish community, but not only for Polish community. We will have the first Polonia banquet th- through the Archdiocese. We're doing this banquet. We will uh, we will give uh, recognition to a priest, religious, and the lay ministers who are very involved with the Polish community in the Archdiocese and in the parishes. It's a big a big event, uh, in not only to honor John Paul II, but also those people who are very dedicated and hardworking in the parish. Now, how about the date, location? and how they get tickets. So uh, May 8th, Friday, at St. Edna uh, Parish in uh, Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights. 
Uh, we will start at 6.30. Uh, more information is going to come up uh, at the end of this month, so look for uh, for any emails or any advertisement on, on Archdiocese uh, of Chicago website, but also you can call me uh, to the cathedral and I can give you more information. Now, Father Jim Presta, is he pastor at Edna's? No, he's not. Oh, who's he, at Edna's? Do you Father, yeah, Catholic priest, I know that oh, for okay. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, any final words that you have for our listeners in terms of Polish ministry or what it's like living with Father Greg? Over we don't talk about Father Greg since he's not here because then he will find out that we're talking bad about him now because <laughs> he's a good guy. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's a blessing to work with this special ministry. I always call it special ministry because we have so, so many wonderful people who are participating in different programs. Uh, but also it's we want to make sure everybody can learn more about uh, us, Poles, uh, but also be in part of the One Church of Archdiocese of Chicago. Great. Well, thank you so much, Father Mark Smolka, for your ministry at Holy Name Cathedral. It's a pleasure working with you and being with you, and also for as leader of the Chicago Polish Ministry. Thank you for joining us at Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Please stay tuned. And our next part of our program, we will be welcoming Todd Williamson, who's the Director of Office of Divine Worship. He'll be giving you an update on our church's coronavirus, what we're doing, but also some other wonderful events going on throughout the Archdiocese. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. for Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi, please stay tuned.